Morning, it is first thing Friday so time for fix. My weekly newsletter, this is the audio version made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Read the original with all the links at addictivelondon.com. Fix Insider May 5th. AI so it's clear now that AI is a thing. But is it a good thing or a bad thing? Lots of conversations about this with a high-profile exec leaving Google and warning of the dangers of machine learning. Jeffrey Hinton told the BBC. I've come to the conclusion that the kind of intelligence we're developing is very different from the intelligence we have. We're biological systems and these are digital systems. And the big difference is that with digital systems, you have many copies of the same set of weights, the same model of the world. And all these copies can learn separately but share their knowledge instantly. So it's as if you had 10,000 people and whenever one person learned something, everybody automatically knew it. And that's how these chatbots can know so much more than any one person. He worries that a bad actor, like Putin, could decide to give robots the ability to create their own sub-goals. Yuval Noah Harari thinks AI is hacking the operating system of human civilization. Through its mastery of language, I could even form intimate relationships with people, and use the power of intimacy to change our opinions and worldviews. Although there is no indication that I has any consciousness or feelings of its own, to foster fake intimacy with humans it is enough if the I can make them feel emotionally attached to it. In June 2022 Blake Lemoyne, a Google engineer, publicly claimed that the iChatbot Lambda, on which he was working, had become sentient. The controversial claim cost him his job. The most interesting thing about this episode was not Mr. Lemoyne's claim, which was probably false. Rather, it was his willingness to risk his lucrative job for the sake of the iChatbot. If I can influence people to risk their jobs for it, what else could it induce them to do? Evan Spiegel of Snap is more optimistic arguing there's lots of bad people anyway. I'm not sure that's the point, bad people and AI is what people seem to be worried about. Spiegel, I'm much more concerned about the way humans will misuse this technology than I am about a response that my eye might provide. Swisher, I see. Spiegel, and I can't imagine necessarily what they might do, but for example, fraudsters might use this GPT technology to write a really convincing phishing email, and be able to do that at scale. So I worry that this sort of technology will be very useful to bad actors, and that's why it's so important for us, again, to monitor the conversations people are having with my eye so that we can detect that behavior, learn from that misuse. We've rolled out timeouts, so that if people are misusing my eye, we can slow the conversation down. If you haven't already seen it, this talk by Tristan Harris and Aza Raskin is a must-watch, discussing how existing AI capabilities already pose catastrophic risks to a functional society. Meanwhile the tools keep coming, a new version of Midjourney looks impressive. As does this way to have ChatGPT automatically fill your sales force. Snap have added MyEye to the service and the founder of LinkedIn, Reid Hoffman, has launched HeyPie as another personal AI. Just as late year it was mandatory to talk metaverse when reporting your numbers, this year everyone has to talk up their AI activity. Amazon plans to reboot its struggling Alexa business by working on its own chat GPT-like technology. But in their investors' cows they were careful to stress that cashing in on AI investments will take time. And WPP were keen to say AI use in advertising is an opportunity not a threat. Business Insider has more agency CEOs extolling the virtues of AI. Other creative industries are just as keen. Last week I mentioned a Hollywood story where an Avengers director expected AI movies with two years. They have already made a good trailer. Architects from Zaha Hadid and others talk about AI and the future of design in this roundtable discussion. TLDR? It's already being widely used. Wired report how a Warhol legal fight is being cited as a way to determine how art is protected in AI. Social. 
The furor over banning TikTok seems to have quietened, for now, but a senior exec who was leading trust and safety has quit, claiming the role was a poison chalice. Their ad business has a new program for publishers, letting them sell ads around the content they post on TikTok, and letting them keep half the revenue. Publishers like Condé Nast have welcomed the move. The snap figures disappointed but the action Tay are talking to rebuild their ad technology is generally welcomed by the industry, but it's unclear how long before we see the positive effects colon slash slash adage.com slash article slash special report newfront slash Twitter hosts private event and queue other media partners during newfront slash 2492646 question mark mod equals Jim CMO today. For top VCs, ByteDance's historic windfall remains a $220 billion mirage. New TV Research suggests users of the Netflix ad service, now called Standard with Ads, think there are too many ads. But when did any research find people wanting more ads? At the same time as rebranding the ad level now has improved video quality and more benefits than the basic level. This would seem an attempt to reduce churn when policing password sharing, Bloomberg report they lost 1 million users in Spain over password sharing. As a precursor to the TV new fronts, Adweek tell the story of Roku's growth as an ad business, reminding us of their great numbers for the last quarter. This week, the company reported it added 1.6 million active accounts in the first quarter of the year, reaching a total of 71.6 million active accounts. Streaming hours also jumped to 25.1 billion, a 4.2 billion year-over-year increase. Overall, Roku's data shows that 50% of all of odd impressions happen on its own platform. At the new fronts they announced a number of new ads formats, including the opportunity to be part of their screensaver, with McDonald's the first taker. They also showed off an AI tool that matches campaigns to TV moments. At their new front event Samsung promised to expand interactive, shoppable and content-driven ad opportunities in the coming year, powered by new features and additions to Samsung TV+, the bundle with more than 250 channels running round the clock. Our goal is to deliver the content, scale and innovations you need for results, said Michael Scott, brand sales vice president with Samsung Ads. Outcomes and efficiencies are more important than ever. There's no room for wasted spending. But for all the enthusiasm for Nuf, the innovations are hampered by the lack of modern measurement, with Nielsen still the default despite issues with their panel-based approach. Merchant Media I covered the success of Uber Ads when I shared this interview a few weeks back suggesting a run rate of $500 million. In their latest earnings Uber talked of advertiser numbers growing 70% but didn't mention ad revenue. But with their EBITDA of $761 million for the quarter, ads are probably making a significant contribution. We know that at Amazon ads are a major earner and Oxios looks into the latest numbers, seeing potential for more growth. Jassy on the call said the company is still very early in its efforts to place ads in video, live sports, audio and grocery. We have a lot of upside still in advertising. Last week I mentioned how the tech acquisitions by ad group Publicis had helped their growth, this interview with a senior exec on their commerce business underlines their focus on this space. Merchant The rise and rise of marketplaces has McKinsey talking up the EB2B opportunity for consumer packaged goods manufacturers. Walmart are divesting many of the e-commerce businesses they acquired over recent years, losing quite a lot of money in the process. This podcast looks at the strategy. To me this seems to be about learning and bringing talent and new thinking into their business, then when you have invigorated a business like Walmart has done with digital and commerce, you don't need the business anymore. Looks like money well spent. More consolidation in fast last mile, Getter are in talks to take over German grocery app rival Flink. Who will be last man standing? Probably only room for a couple, and partnerships with real grocers will be key. 
Klarna have spent years acquiring customers through retail collaborations, offering another payment options tends to increase sales. Now they are offering retailers an opportunity to buy ads against these customers. This is part of a catalog of commerce features as Klarna try and move beyond fintech. It may be tough to get consumers to spend time here, but they have an AI discovery shopping feed and claim. A suite of new innovations cementing the company as a global shopping destination for 150 million consumers and growth engine to its 500,000 retailer. An interesting new resource reviews in detail the published results of the top 55 public FMCG companies, the top grocery retailers and the world largest e-commerce pure players. They analyze their performance and review their progress on their strategies. Loyalty Loyalty is a little unfashionable these days as those Southern Australian ad gurus advocate chasing light or new buyers. Luckily many smart companies know that driving extra sales from current customers can be really good business. Getting a McDonald's fan to make one more visit a month versus persuading a Burger King loyalist to make the switch? John Lewis is one of the few brands that can claim real loyalty and have made a big step to improve the way they manage this, hiring a top Tesco exec and signing partnerships with our friends at Dunhumby and Eagle Eye. Something to watch as it rolls out. For more insight on the loyalty opportunity this new research from Eagle Eye is worth reading. AdTech Amazon partner with Pinterest to bring ads to the platform, more inventory for Amazon and a better route to revenue for Pinterest who have been trying to build their ad business over recent years. It's interesting that the Pinterest announcement bills this as their first partner for third-party ads. Some other partnerships announced this week, Criteo expands their integration with Shopify and the Trade Desk does a deal with Attain as a way to improve attribution. As my comment in the article suggests, I am not that impressed, does average quality data support people buying average quality inventory? The great thing about both Merchant Media and Newt is that they have first-grade inventory available directly from trusted firms, why try and save a few bob by buying second-rate? This hunger for cheap inventory is what leads to the mess some of ad tech is in, like this example of a SSP effectively ignoring GDPR, through a default setting that precluded the usual checks. It's quite arcane tech but the implications could be significant. More on the cesspit of digital ads with this thorough look at made-for-advertising sites. These sites get 12% of programmatic display ad spend, billions of dollars, on ads never seen by a real person. Great insight and good advice on how to avoid wasting money on these sites. One other great resource, a chat GPT tool that automatically takes screenshots of ads. This solves a problem I have mentioned a number of times. When I started in the business a key part of the media process was voucher copies, with every invoice would come a copy of the publication and a nice lady would check the buy instructions and see if the ad was in line with them. When she spotted an ad in the second half of the paper or on a left-hand page she would withhold payment until we were compensated. If I could show leading brands where their ads were appearing I am sure they would act to stop this waste of money. At the end of this article the author shares the code for this chat GPT tool for screenshotting. I hope every media buying agency adopts this approach. Why wouldn't they? Amazon. Amazon Amazon.com announces first quarter results. Amazon's first quarter sales increased 9% from a year earlier to $127.4 billion, beating Wall Street projections. It posted $3.2 billion in profit for the period, almost 50% higher than analysts expected. The company's advertising business, which has expanded quickly, grew 21%, beating expectations. But concerns over slowing growth at AWS led to a fall in the share price. We mentioned Amazon plans for AI and Alexa above but they also see a role for AI in their Amazon DSP business, reporting impressive improvements in click-through, ROAS and incremental addressability. Ad Exchanger report on this. 
the ability to bake predictive conversion analytics into its machine learning algorithm is a big advantage for Amazon. Google's PMAX and Meta's Advantage Plus, which Richter is nodding at without naming, are both attempting the same trick, which is to connect ad impressions to sales. But those products include drastic reductions to campaign controls. Advertisers, for example, don't choose their media, bid prices are creative, and also have no transparent attribution. This is because Google and Meta must preserve their own first-party data while combining it with someone else's purchase data. The Amazon DSP isn't combining purchase data with anyone. It's simply Amazon. Regulators. Last week I mentioned how it seemed UK regulators were more active since Brexit. Now hot on the heels of torpedoing the Microsoft deal for Activision, they are now looking at the $20 billion bid by Adobe for Figma. And they are also to launch a review of the AI market. Well good luck with that. They will also have to weigh in on whether Vodafone and 3 can merge in the UK. The industry likes three-player markets but every time that has been mooted in the UK regulators have stepped in with competition concerns. Is this time going to be different? Plus plus. It's happening now, S4 Capital. Don't be cringe and four more rules for brands in the metaverse, dub it on Roblox. WPP agency Wonderman Future 100 to 100 trends to watch in the coming year. Watch the startup with Ed Ludlow. Spotify sees subscriber jump, Bloomberg. iTunes Music Store turns 20, the lasting legacy of the free single of the week.